Where does the shaman live? Wherever he needs to. Wherever he passes out at night. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm usually going yeah, to a tiny home with Diego, <laughs> but... Or do you you sleep with the shaman or do you sleep with... Uh... Sometimes. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. Shaman's getting... He's a healer. He's a healer. <laughs> you get that sexual healing or you just like get the medicine? Is this recording? <laughs> well, we haven't started yet. We haven't started. Man. You got to tell the truth. Though. This was fun for a moment. Give me, let's do a 20 seconds. <laughs> but of, I can't say that. It's one thing to sleep with him. It's another thing to sex him. Let's take 20 seconds for a moment of silence. Please <laughs> get the show started. <laughs> The niggas lame and you know it now When a real nigga hold you down You supposed to drown Bam Bam Uh-huh, honey What you doing in the club on a Thursday? She said she only here for a girl birthday They order champagne but still look thirsty Rock forever 21 but just turned 30 I know I got a bad reputation Walk around always mad reputation Leave a pretty girl sad reputation Start a fight club, bad reputation I turned the nightclub bad at the basement I turned the plane around, your ass keep complaining How you gonna be mad on vacation? Ducking one around all these Jamaicans uh, This that prom shit This that what we do, don't tell your mom shit This that red cup all on the lawn shit Get a fresh cut straight out the Whoa. salon, bitch. That was awkward. It was even more uncomfortable sitting in the room. That was right out of the gate before the show even started. Welcome to episode number five of the Not Off the Ground podcast. Can you guys smell that? Love is in the air. You guys have been around long enough. I don't have to tell you. We're five episodes deep. You know exactly how this is going to play out. If you don't, might I suggest going back and starting from the beginning. Go back to episode number one. You'll quickly figure out what is about to transpire on the next couple episodes. I'm telling you, this is a crazy story. Shit is about to take off. Starting next week, it's about to elevate to a whole nother level. Brandon's um, friend, Kayla, is back this week, and take a wild guess what we're talking about today. We recorded this fifth episode days after episode number four was recorded, and things drastically changed in just a couple of days, but I'll let you guys figure that out. The story will tell itself. I don't have to, I don't have to tell you. I have spent the last couple days going through our files, going through the audio recordings that we have. And what has come to my attention is that I've got a lot of stuff that we're just not going to use for the, for a podcast stuff. Like a lot of phone calls, a lot of times when Brandon didn't make it or he didn't show up kind of short 20 to 30 minute 
phone conversations between me and him about this story, about what's taking place, and about the pod. And I realized that it's just it's stuff that's not going to fit into an episode. So I was wondering what I should do about that. I was considering possibly putting out maybe some midweek mini episodes. We release a new episode of Not Off The Ground podcast every Sunday. And I was thinking about maybe dropping some of these 20 to 30 minute phone calls, like midweek, Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that, just to like give you guys a little bit of a behind the scenes look at what what goes into making these shows and kind of what our lives are like and what we do. So if you guys would find that interesting, if you guys would enjoy or want me to do that, let me know. Drop an email to notgpod at gmail.com or shoot a text message or leave a voicemail on the hotline. The hotline is 828-482-5915. Let me know if you guys would listen to a mini episode, like a 30-minute deal, because I got all these files and I don't know what to do with them besides maybe use them as ammunition for future, future stuff, but... They're, they're somewhat interesting. I listened to a few of them. I got some chuckles out of it. So I figured you guys might enjoy that. All right. Let's, uh, let's get down to business. I don't have a whole lot to say about this other than I cannot wait for next week. This is a, this is a, a good episode. I enjoy talking with Kayla. She's an interesting person. Uh, she was a lot of fun to hang out with. And, and Brandon uh, enjoyed kicking it with her. The episode was fun. But when I was going through those files and looking at those mini episodes... It also became, I dove in a little bit to the future pods, the future episodes. And this next one is, it's a little bit crazy. So anyways, episode number five, Bound to Fall in Love, featuring Kayla. Podcast that never got off the ground because the executive producer is too much of a hornball podcast. <laughs> okay, I really don't see the difference in sleeping with it. <laughs> sexual. Did you wait healing. all? Did you wait the entire twenty seconds? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's been burning inside me for a good long time. Uh, I don't. Is that? <laughs> I need to know this. You do? Is it any of your business? <laughs> no. Not at all. I really don't sleep with a shaman. Okay. I was just fucking with him. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate your whatever that was. Concern. Yeah. It was concern. Deep concern for... Deep uh, concern. Uh, your face got real red. <laughs> so, that's the summer. Been... I thought we were on the same page until your face got red, and then I wasn't too sure what was going on. I'm not either. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, don't think we can, I don't think we can do this. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that never got off of the ground. That was us start, starting over. <laughs> I don't. We haven't started a podcast off like this, so we got the um, the great and powerful Kayla back today. Yay! Uh, let me apologize right out of the gate because, like, uh, it came. I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't listen to the audio from the other day yet, but I did. I didn't think about it. It's been a really long time since. I have had a guest on the podcast, like somebody else to talk to. Um, I took like 
I don't know, eight or nine months off. I think the last time we I spoke to a guest was like last July. So almost a year in San Francisco, California was the last podcast. When he left to go pick you up this evening and I was thinking about, I don't know, for some reason I started thinking about what happened the other night. I realized that we just like threw you in front of the microphone and didn't really like give you any kind of like structure description of what we might be doing, mm-hmm. you know? And I know you had, it was a long couple of days and everybody was tired from being in the sun all day and stuff like that. So I want to apologize for that. And I want to let you know that all we're doing here is just like hanging out and getting to know each other. Like there's no fucking audience. There's nobody listening. It's not, we're not like, there's no destination. We're not going anywhere. There's no agenda. Like it's literally just like friends hanging out. That's yeah. all it is. But there, there may be though in the future. There may be what? These are like, remember you told me this is like the lost files. No, but I tell every single person that I interview this because that's what it is. To me, it's the value is having the conversation with the person. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if one person listens or 10 million people listen. Like it's, I get, it's what I get out about, get out of it or collectively we get out of it. It's yeah. very therapeutic. Nobody else. Yeah, that's 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 what's important. Nobody else. So I'm sorry for just putting you on the spot and just throwing you out there and not giving this. That's a it's literally a conversation I have with every single guest. In the past, we would all have like cameras and things around, and like we broadcasted them live on Facebook and shit. And so like people would be somewhat nervous, mm-hmm. and so I always had to like, um, you know, just really like let them know that all it is is just us three friends hanging out. We're on a coffee date. You know, All right. that's what it is. But I didn't, I didn't, uh, I failed you in that yet. You persevered through and the, the gist that I got was that you kind of, uh, understood that without me saying that at the end of our conversation, I don't know about what, how you felt at the beginning, but you kind of warmed up. It yeah. seemed like when you kept kind of woke up cause I had yeah. coffee. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Look at that face. That's <laughs> what you got B. What's on the agenda for tonight, my friend? I don't know if I'm capable of <laughs> containing my, like my control. Okay. You know, like we deviating deviating from the plan. I don't know. My I'm my brain's kind of skewed. I've been out in the sun all day. Yeah, <laughs> that is such an excuse. <laughs> uh, I think we should just stick with what it is. For some reason, you're nervous. I you got nervous all of a sudden. I, yeah. I am nervous. I don't know why. So what are we talking about, guys? <laughs> what are you supposed to be talking about, Brandon? Me and Stu <laughs> talked about this before I left, and I forgot what we was gonna. What was we gonna talk about? I'm just leaving him at some awkward pause <laughs> to let him, let him talk talk himself through it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe figure why, it out. Why is it always me? Like why am I always like the pivot point? Because your and- title is executive producer. <laughs> That's your only job is to support support us in the conversation, but create the content, bring the material, provide the material. Well, I didn't really think really a whole lot, you know, about this podcast. Tonight? No, not tonight. In general? And I mean, I haven't really been <coughs> thinking a lot today about anything. What's on your mind, dude? I don't know, man. Can you <laughs> say it? No, I'm not going to just say it. Take the wall away your cheeks are getting red it really wants to come out <laughs> are they getting red they are uh all right well i'm just gonna th- i'm just gonna say it. 
I'm having trouble controlling, like, you know, what we talked about, all the advice and everything, just having trouble, like, with my thoughts and fantasies and, you know, controlling, like, what I'm supposed to be controlling, you know, like, relationships and substance abuse, going to the bar, everything, like, trying to stay away from women, or, like, not trying to stay away from them, but, you know, like, trying to go into a romantic, uh, you know, relationship and everything and not to go looking for it so it's kind of like a drug like I'm kind of like detoxing or like I don't know withdrawing or something like that like I'm I'm wanting my fix you know so it's really hard for me right now that's all I gotta say that's (laughs) like that's what I'm going through right now what what is what is y'all's input on that? Boundaries. You gotta set some. You can hang out with women and stuff like that. You just gotta set boundaries. What 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 specifically is it that that you desire? Generalize generalizing women. Now I'm not talking about a specific ex girlfriend or specific individual, but like, what is it? Is it a like physical comfort? Is it emotional support? Is it like all of that? Like what when we talk about like craving women or whatever. It's like I don't I don't crave them sexually. I crave well I do, but you know, that's not like the big picture for me. Like I crave them <laughs> that's like they're just to be social with them and talk to them like um I don't know, like a romantic, you know, relationship. It's like emotional connection, comfort, support. So what is a woman, how does a woman provide that that say like some of your other male friends don't? (laughs) I'm not going to get romantic with a guy. (laughs) (laughs) I want like to hold a woman and, you know, talk to her romantically. And okay, pretend like I'm a woman. What would you say? How would you talk to, (laughs) how would you talk to me romantically? I can't, man. It's not gonna work. Come on, let's ro- <laughs> let's role play. No, <laughs> oh fuck no, man. Come on, pretend like I'm a, a hot woman. All right, all right I got. <laughs> you gotta got got put a wig like on. She, he's the Asian woman you brought home from the bar yesterday, uh, or the Chinese model, or whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, you like Chinese models? I'd be like, hey, baby, I see you. Uh, I see you over here across the bar. I just thought maybe we could uh, get a couple of drinks, go over to the Waffle there House. You go. Chinese model. <laughs> there you go. T- talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to her? What what's that like number fifteen? Is that like on her? She's a model. She's walking the catwalk. What's her pageant it's a number? Pageant, yeah. <laughs> I like your number fifteen. <laughs> Smooth. I love that. That's how the first thing you know it's so. Uh, <laughs> it's a number. <laughs> right there. She's number fifteen. I want number one. What is it? What is it about? What are you like? Uh, you still doing, like, this still, is like the past three episodes has been on my like addictions. And shit stuff. got kind of weird at the beginning, <laughs> and I was just trying to figure out what exactly is taking place here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. All I don't right. have any control. I'm powerless over my addiction. What are you addicted to? That's what I'm asking you. I don't know. I don't know if it's an addiction. Is it? A, is it an addiction? It's an addiction I, for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> It is. My my addiction is going out searching for it. And so is it about the search? Is it about the the chase? Yeah, I like the chase. 
You like the chase? Yeah. Is it more about the chase than it is about the reward? No, I want the destination though too. You want everything. <laughs> Do you know what you want? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But I mean, I want to start a family. Like, I don't know. Later down the road, I want to find that one, you know. And have some property and a house and you know, have some Are these in. are these conversations that we're having over and over and over again helping at all? Yeah. I really? think so since when I first met him compared yeah. to Okay. I mean he still jokes around. I don't know if he's serious, but I'm definitely serious. In regards <laughs> to <laughs> no, women no, or I'm substances just, or just behavior. Just his behavior and his thought process is a little bit different. Yeah. Than it was when I first so met him. So am I crazy or like we're all crazy. <laughs> I think we are. And I think that everything that you're um, describing, that everything that you've told me over the last two months in the co- podcast conversations, in one-on-one conversations, and fishing talk, and hiking conversations, all the conversations that we had, are I, I t- I've told you this many times, are s- completely normal. That we all, things that mm-hmm. we all think about, feel, deal with on a regular basis. You're not, yeah. it's not these, these, these problems air quotes problems that you're you know talking about aren't unique to brandon austin they feel like they are i thought they were yeah they're not shit yeah. there was something there was something at the meeting that came up that was like that. i don't remember what it was and we probably shouldn't talk about it but because of like the a word but um it's not unique it's not it's all that stuff is normal was it about the thinking uh, i forgot what it was I'll tell you, I don't know if it was... But do you guys see any progress? Steve, do you see any progress? I think we're trying to measure something on a really short period of time, and I don't really know. (laughs) I see see a lot of wavering. I see a lot of back and forth. I see a lot of... I've been battling, dude. Yeah, I see a lot of... Don't read that, please. I see a lot of of ambivalence. I see a lot of on-the-fence thinking. I switched it. I got since my producer didn't come prepared, I have to come up with my own material. Okay, yeah. did you see what it said? I read the top. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I get distracted. Yeah, well, I see a lot of like on the fence, on the fence shit, and that's also extremely normal. But at well, least I'm not doing dope. Yeah, know? and hanging out at O'Malley's. What? <laughs> Kayla, do you have anything to say? Self control. Yeah. I think it's better. You just got to be reminded sometimes. <laughs> and I think as much as you talk about O'Malley's, it makes it harder. Yeah, yeah but- we're doing the Omegle thing. And he's, I'm, I was so like the first night we did it, I made him just like, I had the camera just pointed at him. It was just his headshot, him and the microphone. So I was, I was off camera and I muted my mic and I was like, all right, just, I want you to just talk to strangers. I want you to just start a conversation, get to know this person, pretend like they're a guest on the podcast. We're going to, if you're going to be, uh, doing this podcast, we're going to practice. You know, I want you to be able to do it. I've done a hundred plus episodes with other people. I'm comfortable doing, I want you to do it. And like, he'd start talking and then he'd be like, <laughs> well, I'd have to bring in things like to keep the conversation going. He'd and be like, like, yeah, I go to the bar all the time. <laughs> like, no, I was like, you like going to the bar, you like going to the bar and he'd just talk it up. He'd talk it up, you know? Yeah. yeah I like going, I go there. I guess I socialize. I, you know, do this and that. Da, da, da. And it was like, it was like the third sentence out of his mouth. You know, are you having trouble letting go of the idea of not going back there? Yeah. It's a, it's a battle, man. Every day. I get it too. Yeah. 
My heartburn for O'Malley's. <laughs> yes. Speaking of heartburn. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I, when I was in my mid-20s, I lived in an apartment complex, you know, with like a little gate at the front or whatever, you drive through it. At the front of the, at the gate, there was a 7-Eleven and a sports bar. And so I fucking posted my ass up in that sports bar, right? So I, there was no, because I had already had two DUIs at that time, so I didn't want to be putting myself in vulnerable situations. It was a safe place to go. I could literally walk there in two minutes from my house. It stayed open until three o'clock in the morning, pool tables, dartboards, any drug you want. Like it was fucking heaven for me, right? I lived in this apartment for about a month. Next thing I know, I'm dating the bartender, <laughs> right? <laughs> that means we don't have to leave at three o'clock when they close, All right. you know? Yeah, it's a fucking good. dive bar, you know? And so like, just the the concept, uh, they you know I think your therapists and people that are way smarter and more trained than I am, they talk about like a grieving process, right? You go through the same type of grieving process with both your substance and your drug, as you would as a family as member, as you would with the person that you yeah. lost. Well, it's so consistent, you know. The bar is consistent. You're gonna get what you went for. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, you're but not- are you? You're not really, but you are going to get some sort of pleasure. I mean, you're going to get some sort of recognition or whatever. Like somebody's going to talk to you. You're going to talk with somebody. Like it's a consistent thing. Like, like you wouldn't like for a family member or something. Like you, you, if you, in my case, desire like <laughs> my stomach's going con- again. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just stable. <laughs> I yeah. desire consistency. I think f- for me it was. It was trying to get laid. There's chicks, you know. I could drink at home with the boys, you know. I could go fishing and drink. I could go out to the beach and drink. Like, for me, it was like chasing lady. It was to get ass, period. You know, that's what it was. There's yeah. no question about it. Sometimes it's like that for me, but most of the time it's not. And, like, I don't know if it was, um, I don't know if it was, like, the recovery stuff, like, the stuff that you have to do you know, in recovery or that open my perspective to this. But because I, I struggled with those things, this lot of the things that you're talking about in the beginning when it comes to like feeling lonely and wanting that comfort and wanting to have somebody around and a significant other and all that. And I think the biggest, um, I don't know if it was revealed through the recovery work or if it was just something that I began to realize as my head, my brain healed and I got a little bit of clarity and some time passed and stuff. But when I began to look at my relationship to sex was when I was able to change the way that I thought about what my needs truly were, what my needs truly are. Right? right? Like, what What do I need? Do I need to have a woman next to me? No. Would I like to have a woman next to me? Yeah, of course I would. But, uh, again, like we talked about the other night, like, what would that look like? How would that, in that recipe of things, I didn't bring it up because we had a nine-year-old in the room, but in that recipe of things of a, a healthy relationship, that also includes a healthy sexual relationship. Mm. And before I ever even thought about it and put some effort into thinking about like what that looked like like 
my sexual relationships were a hundred percent selfish fucking getting that ass it didn't matter who the fuck it was you know it didn't matter it just didn't matter it was wasn't about right place and right time and right and emotional attachment and right environment and all those things it was about what can i do to fucking get this ass is that physical craving and so i question like could something like that be influencing some of these patterns of thought because we're, we're even so we're like back and forth like the bar the girls the bar the girls the bar the girls the booze the girls i don't know if you're an alcoholic Kayla doesn't know if you're an alcoholic. Only you can figure that out. That's it. You asked me if he can drink the first day that we met. I don't know. Can he? I don't know. Can you? I can't drink because I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. I choose not to drink because I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And I know what the, the consequences of my actions are. I know that I can't stop. I can't, there's no stopping. The day that I relapsed, I went down to Ingalls, the encashers that we went to at seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't just buy a 12 pack of beer. I bought three cases of beer because I knew if I was going to fucking go out and do it, I was going to fucking, fucking do it. These are all things that, that you got to figure out on your own. And there's so many pieces to the puzzle. It's not just one thing that needs to be fixed. It's not just one thing that needs to be looked at and addressed and so how do you do it in like um how you do it in a a way that's like it all kind of comes together you know it's not like i just need to work on my relationship to women i just need to work on my if i just don't drink i'll be cool those programs or whatever they have 12 steps you do one two they have like a they have a path that you follow you know i don't know if i put 100 percent subscribe to that idea because there's like so many so many ways that it needs to be kind of like worked out worked at or worked and looked at and all that i don't think i don't know like i told you earlier today like i opened up the codependency book last night and i I read in 12 steps for it Mm -hmm. and i mean it helped it helps out a lot and everything i'm going to continue to do the step work for it and then but i don't think it's abnormal to desire somebody it's human nature yeah right as as a romantic spouse, you know, but there, you do have to have some control too. There's a balance to it and it has to be healthy. And like if, if I say, if I was to get into a relationship and I thought I was ready and then we like, we laid out the recipe, like you said, like to do the, you know, compromise boundaries, communication, all that stuff. Um, I would like have to control my codependency to that person and not be worried about what they're doing. Like say like today, like while I was out fishing with my papa, like not to be so like obsessed with them, you know, stay in the moment in the now, not be worried about them. And um, yeah, and not to hinder their growth, you know, and my growth too. And just be healthy, to have a healthy relationship, not to be enmeshed, like you was talking about with the Buddhist teachings and stuff like this is good, but then like this, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like this, you can come together 
and like part and come back together. But like with this, it's like it's like it causes smothering and damage and stuff when you guys part and then come back together. Like I know all the stuff. It's like practicing it though. It's a different story. Implementing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that job application. You just gotta <laughs> do it. Uh-huh. He can't send you the link to it. Uh huh. I didn't know where it was at. And he didn't give, <laughs> to be honest, I was fishing and more like, no, I don't know. Like, I wasn't, I I don't know. Like, I, I would have, I would have eventually found it, but I was, so yeah, much. but look, I, I talked to my coworkers about it and my supervisors. I was like, Brandon's gonna fill out the application, interview, and then I write you and ask you if you filled out the application. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I was in the process. But look how quickly she called you. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to work there long, honestly. Why? I think you'll change your mind when you get there and you see the tech. I mean, last night was bad, but usually the night shift, we're very united. We're a very good family. We work very well together and you can, whatever happens in your life, you know Waffle House is there. I think you'll change your mind once you're there. And but there's no alcohol there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think just any kind of structure for you is good, you yeah. know, like just something yeah. to wake up for to go. We talked about like meeting and purpose and having like a, a meaningful life. And like that is a part of it, you know, that's a part of the puzzle. Because honestly, before I worked at Waffle House or even the laundromat and I was here, I was drinking every day, going dancing with Jacob, going out and hanging out with friends, stuff like that. But I was still depressed and I felt like I had no purpose. And I was pretty much pointless. And then I started working again. Even though it was at the laundromat and it was super gay, it still gave me a purpose. I still had money in my pocket. I still could take care of myself. And then I started yeah. working at the Waffle House and I could take care of my family when they needed me to. I could afford yeah, my own stuff. Also, like, we're, you're talking about, our, talking about, like, um these, like, human instincts. I think, it, like, there's, like, something that's super important for, like, men, this, like, sense of accomplishment by completing something, by finishing something, by doing something, then getting the reward for it, whether it's like the paycheck or whatever it is. Like, it's so fucking stupid. But every time I mow my lawn, I just have like this sense of accomplishment. Like, yeah. I fucking mowed my lawn. Yeah. And it's so stupid and childish. Yeah. But it's like, like when I was a little kid, I mowed lawns all over the neighborhood to make some dollars and shit. And like, there wasn't that, I didn't have that feeling, but it's like, there's just something that's so valuable. As an adult male. Yeah, in that, yeah. in that thing. Catching those fish today, you know? Oh, yeah. When I caught the big fish, dude, like, especially that, that you know, <laughs> the, the whatever it's called, the little one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I first, <laughs> I was so fucking fucked up trying to come out of this, the relapse that one fucking day, 24 hours. I was so fucked up. There wasn't any, a lot of consequences. I created all the consequences. I walked away from everything. I left everything. I left all my friends. I left the podcast. I left the girl. I left everything. It was so hard for me to get back up on back on my feet. Like I felt like um, so much fucking guilt, not for like actually doing the the act of drinking or whatever, but for just like allowing myself to be in that position or whatever. What really worked well for me was like every single day, every fucking day last summer, you know, when I was in Tampa at my mom's house, I would just write a list of like five things I wanted to do today. Mm-hmm. Go to a meeting. So just simple fucking tasks like and you take said, a shower i'm talking about simple fucking tasks and do a load of laundry and so you're, that, you're saying apply that when you're depressed 
so that every day right. do that that's every what she says fucking day. Up out of bed, i have depression and i love to sleep yeah and for a long time i didn't have anything so i would sleep all day long and then i started working taking care of the hogs and stuff so i'd get up at five in the morning and the first like month i was like fuck this every day i did not want to get up and mm. then i got used to it and my body wasn't as tired i didn't hurt all the time my mind started feeling better but at one point if you tried to wake me up i would fight you yeah you let me sleep and now if i have to sleep i hate it i love sleep but i slept for so long mm. and i know sleep is sadness mm. for the most part for me look at that you want to keep the momentum going Mm-hmm. And there's just something about like for me in those beginning times and I was just so like beat down mentally and beat down by myself in that, you know, depression <laughs> and whatnot. Like at the end of the day to just look at the list and have all thing all five things crossed off the list. Mm-hmm. It was like I fucking did this shit today. This is what I did. I got some shit done. Yeah. I mean, it's not like super meaningful stuff, but it's to me it is, you know? Yeah, I have I have a tr- I have a problem. Like not a problem. I have trouble with like you know, like making a list of stuff to do and everything. I just kind of like following through even now. I mean, I still do it um, every day. I have this like the recovery list that pops up and I set reminders. And so it pops up on my phone and both of my laptops. So if at eight o'clock in the morning, it's just a reminder of what I, what a, my daily recovery list. And then I just check the things off the list, journal, work on my steps, meditate and do read two things. That's it. Four, four things every single day. If I get two of them done, I'm happy. Usually I do. I only get, I usually only get a couple of them done. I usually don't do all four, but those are just four things that I need to remind myself to do every single day or that I strive to do every single day. I do know that like the things that I want to work on, it's easier for me to work on them when I'm occupied with like stuff at the house, like taking care of my grandparents or like helping out around the house, mowing the lawn and going fishing and hiking and staying occupied that's when i'm putting myself out of the situation like having not having the choice to do or like you know every once in a while i'll get like if i'm out in the world like around here and everything i'm like just go to o'malley's and hang out you know like be some people there talk to and probably some chicks and everything so i kind of like talk myself into it I have a battle going on a lot of times, like trying to talk myself out of it, talk myself into it. What are the consequences? Like what would be wrong with just having one drink, two drinks? And it's like it never really stops at two drinks, you know. Like it keeps going for me. Especially if I get in like conversation with a girl or like you know if a girl's lucky enough that you grace her with your presence. Right. <laughs> So I'm I am by no means a psychologist or a doctor but let's take a look at what the signs of a codependent person are having difficulty making decisions in a relationship check i've never really been in like a relationship long enough to make any decisions honestly i think it's like okay having difficulty identifying your feelings check check (laughs) having difficulty communicating in a relationship uh yeah check check Valuing the approval of others more than valuing yourself. Definitely check. Double check. Lacking trust in yourself and having poor self-esteem. Uh, triple check. <laughs> well, wait, you should go back and pu- uh, click that little next area. That's right. That's it. That says that's how to stop. Oh, okay. How to stop. Uh, how do I stop being codependent? Yeah. 
five steps to help you stop being codependent. Understand what codependency looks like in you. Tummy. <laughs> Hear that? Yeah. Figure out where your relationship expectations are coming from. That's a good that's a good one. That's a really good one. Right? Like what are the expectations? Like what do you kind of what I was talking about the other day about like the trust thing and like saying that it's okay to come to me and say that it's okay. Like what do you what are the expectations of the relationship? A week ago, whenever we were talking about this last time, you were like, she's not giving me enough attention, yeah. right? She was babysitting all day, had some kids running around. It was ca- pure chaos at her house. And you're like, she's not giving me enough attention. That I know of. She didn't tell. What? Trust. <laughs> trust. Had, did she do anything to break your trust? Oh, no. We only did for or a did, week. Or did your five <laughs> last ex-girlfriends break your trust? Your, your uh, whatever you say. On Baggage. Pork- yeah, portraying that onto the, onto her because the other ones did that. Yeah, a little bit. Establish boundaries for yourself in a relationship. What Kayla's talking about boundaries for yourself. Yeah, I had a. I have trouble <clears throat> staying behind those boundaries though, even mm-hmm. when I set them for myself. Growing up, I always had really. I just let everybody do whatever they wanted and then dealt with the consequences. And my mm-hmm. mother and my brother, and even when my dad was using. I would just forgive them and go back no matter what they did. I had to learn to set boundaries with them. I could be there with them, but I couldn't go anywhere with them. I couldn't get in the car with my brother, or I couldn't go to my mom's house, or I couldn't go to the city with my dad. And before, I couldn't even tell them no. And nowadays, my dad just today packed up his stuff and went to Florida. Like, I can't keep doing this endless cycle. Boundaries are very important. So far, I've... I've not crossed any boundaries that I've set so far for the past three or four days, but I've been wanting to really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like Christian's party. Yeah. It was. It looked lit, you know. And a party's not really a party unless Brandon Austin's there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Let's let's look at that specific example, right? <laughs> oh no. Okay. No, because yeah, you okay. you set. You set this boundary for yourself. You struggled with it, yet you succeeded in holding up to it. You didn't go to the party. Yeah. Right? So you wake up the next day. What did that feel like? Was there remorse for not going? Was there... Was there... There was empowerment. Okay. Yeah. Like That's the momentum shit that I'm talking about. Building on that. Building the fucking foundation. Building that momentum and continuing that progress. Yeah. But then, like, the next day, like, I was at um, Waffle. Taco Bell. I was calling people up because I was bored. Kay- <coughs> Kayla didn't want to hang out or do something. I don't know. She was asleep. I think she was asleep. That's how I do. Sleep and, work. And then uh, you was doing something. Working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was working. You guys, all you guys do is work and sleep. What the fuck? Bro, I worked like two days this week. <laughs> oh, God. Well, anyways, that day was a rough one for me because uh-huh. I didn't have nobody to hang out with. You can always come to the Waffle House. Don't tell them that. I will after I drink, but anyways, <laughs> we're supposed to eat that catfish, man. Yeah, you got you told me like this recipe that you had sounds really good, but we haven't even like started on it. But yeah, it was hard because I wanted to go to the bar. I just sat at Taco Bell and just got called people up. Was there a moment of reflection though on your accomplishment of the previous day? Was there a moment that yes. you said like, "Fuck, I did it! I didn't go to the party." Yeah, I didn't oh. go to O'Malley's that night either. 
But one big thing was I had Kayla and Raven with me. I wasn't yeah. much help though. If it wasn't for Raven, I don't know. You probably could have. And that me. was and that was after we got done recording. Yeah. Yeah, but it was only like really bad when I was right in front of O'Malley's. Me too. That's when that's when it gets me too. They tell. I mean, I don't. You know, I never really. I didn't. I moved away, so I can't relate. You know, I got the fuck out of town because I I knew that I couldn't stay sober in Tampa because I just knew too many people. I knew all the places. I just knew I couldn't do. It. I knew all the fucking dope houses. And I just I couldn't do it. So I left. So I never had to deal with it. But they always talk about like. Just take the five more five more minute longer way, you know. Drive around that motherfucker, don't you know? So you don't yeah. see that bitch. You took There's her. So you many... were take. You were taking her home, right? Right. So and you could have went. You could have cut right through Cullowee and gone up River Road and come out on four forty one and gone up there, and you wouldn't have even seen downtown. You wouldn't have even seen Silva. Didn't we do that though? No. Oh, I don't know where we went. It would have been all back roads, shit. Yeah, but I never really realized I had a problem with O'Malley's until him. And like seeing him struggle, I was like, why is my first thought when I'm stressed to go straight to O'Malley's? Even today, I was upset and I wanted to go to O'Malley's, but I knew they weren't open at 7 in the morning. <laughs> See, that's where I struggle too, is like, especially after a breakup. When my last, the last chick broke up with me, I had a strong urge to just say, fuck it and go party, you know, and do everything like that. And I kind of did. Went and hung out with, at Jeremy's and I met Kayla and stuff. And I didn't party with him. I went to work. Yeah, she's been responsible, but man, did do you want we the, fucking party. Do you want the good news <laughs> or the bad news? What? Do you want the good news or the bad news? I guess bad news. What's the bad news? The bad news is that shit done, never goes away. You will always have those thoughts and yeah. feelings, no matter how much abstinence all, the temptations all, the temptations always, always had that all, i'm telling you the last two days when we've been fucking sitting on that lake fishing and sitting there all i thought about is reflected back on my past days on the water and shit like that the good news is that, is that there's more space in between those thoughts meaning like more less there's more time it's not like every fucking day it might be once a week and then it might go to once a month and then it might go to every couple months you know yeah, Something it definitely like that. gets easier, especially if you change your environment <coughs> people. I remember when I was, um, we were talking about uh, establishing boundaries for yourself in relationships, right? And that's kind of like what you were talking about last night, like standing up for yourself and like putting yourself first over the other person kind of thing. I can remember like being at in treatment for like two days and like er every day they would like bring us together in this like group counseling kind of thing and like... <clears throat> The first day they had like all these like feeling words up on the wall, <laughs> right? And they're like, they done that at Meridian too. Yeah, and they're like teaching us all the words and shit, you know, and just like not wanting to be there and like this shit. And yeah, me too. They would make us check <clears throat> in. They'd go around to each person and we'd say our name and then like we'd pick one. Like they had all the sensations on the mm -hmm. wall. We'd pick a sensation and then like we'd pick. We they had the um. Whatever they call those things, like you have like positives, like one, two, three, four, and five, and that's like your high, your own high. And then they had like the lows, and it went negative, and then yeah. like it had like the waves, and like it was like you would have to say what, well, where you're at that day, like are you on high or are you on low, are you manic or are you depressed, yeah, or like a zero is like where whatever your zero is, you know, like you're 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 stable, you're coping, whatever your baseline. 
Yeah, your coping was, I think your coping was like one and, and two and zero, and then like negative one and two. But like those were oh, like kind of coping, you yeah. know, like zero's coping. Then the next day, it was like, so they did the feelings crap first. And then I, th- I think the workbook we were working on it was called like emotional intelligence or something like that. And then the next day, they're teaching us like how to um, kind of like use that, how to like communicate that in ways that people can like receive it or you can like tell them. So it's like, um, I forgot what they call it. And they, we, we learned this in school too, but they would say like, I feel blank when you, and it's like whatever you did, like, uh, I feel guilty, Kayla, when you call me Sudafed stew. In the future, I would prefer that you yeah. call me Steve. Yeah, they done that right? with us too, yeah. And I, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I was fuck? like, what is this shit? I've got a fucking rap sheet a mile long. I've been smoking crack for 10 years. All my problems are from alcohol and drugs. What what am I doing here? I called my sister and I just like vented. I was just fucking spill. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. We're not doing shit. I need to learn how to not use drugs. I need to learn how to not drink because I don't know what the fuck. And I told her all the shit. I'm like, I don't know what that stuff's all about, but I need. That's not what I need. I need. She's like, no, that that is how you stop using drugs. She's like, that is how you learn to set boundaries with people and that's how you learn to stand up for yourself that's how you learn to build self-esteem and do all those things Mm -hmm. i still didn't believe her i I got out of that place my girlfriend picked me up dumbass my dumbass stayed with her same here (laughs) but i was like the first time we got into a little deal after leaving there and she was still using and shit and i was wasn't but the first time we got in a little deal I was like, well, let me try this shit out. You know, I got 30 days of practicing. Let's I tried it out on my ex-girlfriend it fucking too. Worked, yeah, it did, it did it fucking worked, bro. It did for me too. fucking worked. You know? Yeah, that shit actually does work. But we don't do it in the heat of the moment. We don't do it. You don't do it with yourself when you're like, right. I'm going to go to O'Malley's. Where's the, you right. know, that positive fucking right. reinforcement, that positive shit. Okay, Brandon, you're just feeling lonely right now. Yeah. Talk to yourself and say, Brandon, you're just feeling lonely right now. And you just need, you you just want to have some social whatever. Let's pick up the phone and call Kayla. Or let's pick up the phone and call Chad. Or let's pick up the phone and call Steve and still get that social thing that you're looking for. Or let's open up my journal and write down this shit that I'm thinking about right now. You know, so it's just like switching over onto, uh, onto that way of, uh, that way of thinking yeah but you know like i had sort of kind of like a grip of stuff like that when i when i was at school still and my addiction to alcohol was just beginning but then like it was just like ah uh, i was kind of arrogant you know i was like ah uh, this this shit won't get, take a hold of me and i'd go to the bar and i'd look at people and I'd be like these people are so hooked on this bar like wow look at these people you know and then i fucking became <laughs> so like and i was like oh man now looking back at it i was so arrogant so naive now we are o'malley slaves <laughs> o'malley sluts yeah yeah not me i'm not o'malley slut i don't like those people like that but i'm a slave to o'malley's in their environment right they're people it's kind of dirty <laughs> <laughs>
So I'm going to go to a fancier place now. <laughs> yeah. And be okay. Well, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but at least you're less likely to catch something. You do what you got to do, man. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm not telling you not to go there. No, this, is, this, never... is what, this is what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to, every once in a while, I'll have a drink at a different place. Okay. <laughs> so you're trying, mo- what you're saying is you're, gonna, you're trying moderation. Pseudo recovery. Okay. Pseudo recovery. Yeah. Not like completely all mm-hmm. of a sudden. But I'm not going to do it like every day. I'm not going to do it like maybe, I'm going to do it maybe once a week. Self-control. Yeah. And I'm not going to get drunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, let me know it. how it works out. Okay. I'm going to try it. You can't. I never told you not to. Okay. I'm just saying what I'm going to try. And I'm going to go dancing. I'm going to go socialize and stuff. Okay. We've been doing this podcast for two weeks and this is what we've resorted to. (laughs) (laughs) See. Okay. But at least he's getting rid of O'Malley's. Yeah. There's like three bars in this town. So (laughs) he'll eventually end up back there. And the other ones close at like midnight. So. (laughs) Yeah. When they they close, I'm going to be going to O'Malley's. I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I know. No, I'm really gonna try at this, you know. Try at what? Not, you know, overdoing it and drinking and then getting drunk and then staying out all night. Job, you won't be able to do that. Yeah, that'll be great. What shift are they gonna have them on? Hopefully, third. Okay, since I got fake fired, Mm -hmm. they said they're gonna make it up to me. I'm gonna be like, let me train Brandon. Okay. On third shift. Hell yeah. So there we go. I'm going to be 9 o'clock till 7 o'clock in the morning. Hopefully, but most likely you're going to be on first for training. That's perfect because <laughs> then you still have time to go uh, fishing. <laughs> yeah. So we need to do our camping trip and stuff quick so I can do this shit before I go into slave zone Waffle House. Waffle Houses are slave. We're not. It's slaves. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like that slogan. So what do you think about that? I want your opinion, Sudafed, about... Uh, what is a prolapsed anus? <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh, God, I'm going to Google it on my own. <laughs> I'll show you. Not right now. No. Okay. What is my opinion on how... <laughs> What's your professional that's opinion? That's going to work out? I don't, I don't... For me, like, for Brandon. Not for How you. How do you think it's going to work? Yeah, out? I mean. I think it's going to fucking suck. I think <laughs> I'm going to fucking relapse. And it's gonna be like, I've told you since we started doing all this. Since one's I, too many and thousands I, not enough. I've told you. No, no, no. I've told you since we uh, started doing all this and we've been hanging out once again that I believe in you. And I think that you can do this shit, whatever that is. I believe in you that I think that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. I think you just got to not put yourself in a position to get heartbroken. Because maybe that's where your addiction comes in. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's a guy, I think it's a circle. Like, I think it's a cycle. Like, to where I go to the bar to find a chick. I get the chick. I get heartbroken. I go back to the bar because I'm heartbroken. You know? Yeah. Then you look for another one. Keep on going. Um, Keep the momentum. <laughs> the addiction. That's a, a prolapse, ain't it? Oh, what the fuck? What? Oh my god! You said you wanted to see it. I'm just gonna go back How in. How do they get it? <laughs> it's gonna go back in in a second. Does he poop it on the floor? Yeah, it's in Japan or something. That's how they do it. Oh, that's so nasty, man! It's gonna go back in. 
think I'm gonna get some more Sudafed. Right Sudafed. Yeah. We're not uh, there. Uh, he's wiping it off first before it goes back in. He's, he's pushing, pushing it back, it back in. in. Uh, <laughs> Where are you going, man? I'm gonna get some more uh, cold brew. All right, let's talk about him while he's gone. Okay. I know you guys were. We, we, Why the first am I time. stuck watching this? You asked what it was. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching him push it back in. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's let's, let's. No, you guys ain't talking about it. I want to know how they get that. Are they born with that, or is something? Uh, no, happen? I think. Um, I think. Uh, don't read that. <laughs> don't read that. Waffle House. <laughs> Waffle House review. From four months ago, power went out, had to finish in the dark, was rushed to finish, and we had three kids. Why are you complaining about dark? that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's all I got. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to. I don't know how this conversation always turns to grilling him about that. The man's so confused about it, about all of his stuff, and like. I don't know what the answers are. I don't know he just needs what his to problems are. To be alone and enjoy. The- but didn't I tell him that the other night? Didn't we talk like for like th- two and a half hours about a lot of that? About like yeah, spend- but I think he's been doing that. He's been struggling with it. I mean, he hasn't been on O'Malley's, mm. so that's a step. He doesn't have any money in his pocket either. <laughs> I don't know. Mine does it too. I think they just like talk to each other across the table. It's like uh, the women's periods that get synced up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't got, you know, I've never once told him not to drink. I think maybe he just feels a little bit of guilt because you're sober and he doesn't know he has a problem. But like when we went to the bar, he literally took two sips and that's it. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm so sorry I drank all of that and did not share with you. And then he told me, I was like, why the fuck are we at the bar? Yeah. I would totally do like whatever. Like I said, I would do whatever it takes to fucking pick up chicks. Right? <laughs> I'll do what I would do whatever it takes. If, including, je- not right now, but before, including jeopardize my recovery. Right? I'm fucking. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a really, really long time since I lived that life. Mm-hmm. So I can't really remember. And then when I did, I was a child. Yeah. So I think addiction as a child is completely different than addiction as an adult. You're a different person today, for sure. Brandon, have you ever gotten heartburn from eating cum? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that I have. Yeah. No. This woman on the internet says, yes, she has. My ex used to do meth. Not only would it make his cum taste disgusting, disgusting, but it would give me heartburn. And that is how I could tell if he was lying to me about not using <laughs> I hope your person isn't using meth. <laughs> Look how many people hard it is. Uh-huh. And caring. Yeah. And there's 34 comments. I'm curious what those other ones are, but this is just a screenshot, so I don't know where it's from. Hey, you got you wanna do the um relationship uh thing that you read off that one? Um I'll see if I can find anything that's good before. But I think we need to hone in and focus on uh the problem at hand. What? <laughs> you know, when you go into like, and I don't necessarily subscribe to this either. When you go into one of those programs, there's a reason why they tell you to have a one year, one years of one year of abstinence before you go into a relationship. Why is that? To get to prepare yourself to be in a relationship. And you don't really know who you are anymore. Look to learn who you are. Yeah. And to learn how to be comfortable with yourself and. 
all those things. Yeah, I heard it a lot, but I don't think I believe that. I mean, I've seen <laughs> success stories. I've seen a lot of success stories. A lot of people have... Uh, I don't think it's for everybody. It's not for everybody. You might meet your soulmate in one of those meetings, and then what? If they're your soulmate, then they can wait that year. Or, yeah, that's true. Or just a little bit of time, because I guess a year seems like a long time. Yeah. It doesn't hurt as bad when they leave. If you're okay with yourself, and you're okay with being alone, and if you can go out into the woods by yourself, and not feel like you need to bring somebody with you. But there's bears out there, though. <laughs> bring a dog. <laughs> okay. Something. I don't know, because before, like, I was very attached to people. When they left, it would destroy my life. I'd be very depressed. Yeah. How did you that. How did you get over that? Um, I got a divorce and got stuck in Washington <laughs> State by myself, so I had to learn to be alone. And I knew those, like, even though I have friends out there that do love me, I knew that they were just temporary. I would eventually be going back to my family or moving on to get away from my ex-husband and whatnot. But I was alone. I didn't know nobody didn't have nothing. But before, I was always locked up, so I always had a guard or a celly or someone. I was never alone. And so I got very attached, and I had abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like, okay, you want to go? Go. I'm still going to be here whether you're here or not. Yeah, let come, let go. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why, but I just now thought about this. I was thinking about it today, like it just popped in my head. Like, you know how he's talking about? I think it was like the other night when when you was here last, um, talking about selfishness and that you have to be selfish in your recovery. Yeah, I don't know. Was she here for that? Or because mm -hmm. I know you said it. Like, you have to kind of be selfish in your recovery, your recovery to say like I don't want to hang out. With, I'm not going to go hang out with that, that person because I know, and it's like it's, it seems selfish, you know, mm -hmm. like I did with Christian. It's like, bro, if you don't fucking hang out with me on my birthday, then we're not. You're not that. You're not cool. We're not cool or anything. I don't know. I gotta be selfish about this, dude, for my own set. You know, mm -hmm. for my own stuff. And I noticed, like in codependency, you're not selfish. You know, you don't. You you put everybody else but first. You mm -hmm. know, you're always thinking about what they're thinking, or thinking about how they feel and everything, and not focused on yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to just like. I just like figured that out too. Like, I need to like focus on myself and be selfish. Sometimes I'm not a selfish person, so it's hard. So for me, it's like a lot. Like, you know, people are like, stop being so selfish. For me, it's like stop being so selfless. You know. So that's that's what I'm gonna work on too. <coughs> I think I'll ask you the same thing that I asked her. Is like when we're talking about. Um, her life the other night. What What do you want? Like, I told you, man. I want to live on this like <clears throat> beautiful looking farm, or like you know, land with pasture and horses, and have a, a wife and children, and somebody that's beautiful and it's romantic. Okay. Like it's not. It is. My future doesn't have anything to do with the bar. Okay. Or partying or anything. It's like settling. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want. That's what I want. So what are you doing and, today? And going fishing. What are you camping. doing today? Right now. What are you, What did you do today to work towards that? 
What are you doing? What's your plan? How are you going to get that? I don't know. I'll You're have being a plan. selfish. <laughs> Be selfish and like work on myself and stuff for that, for that future to happen, I guess. I don't know, like not going to the bar. Yeah, is that yeah. just does that's that's that's, that's a, like more of my part part of my plan is like stop going to the bar because I'm not gonna, that's not gonna get me what I want. But like it seems like it's almost impossible though to get that. What so I you want. think your goal is unachie- unachievable? Yeah. I mean, you could literally go and get a prostitute and just pay her <laughs> a little bit of money to be your wife yeah, and, and live fake. on your farm. I told him to go, but on. you can still get it. You can still achieve it. That's just the easy way to do it it's a little bit harder i told him to go on 90 day fiance get one of those thai (laughs) um thai brides you know hell yeah or just like marry somebody from out of country have them pay you a whole bunch of money and make them i want a russian chick Mm -hmm. i think that she they're scary they'll beat you up no (laughs) a russian chick will keep me in line oh yeah they will (laughs) right under her arm (laughs) she'll nestle me (laughs) (laughs) what do you think you think that's i think that's an achievable goal I don't think that's I don't think that's unrealistic, but but I think I've put it in my mind that it's un. I think that if you go to O'Malley's every single day and you make one of those women that's there your wife, that farm and those things that you described, it might not look the way that it looks like in your mind right now. You might get it. It might look a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you make a good point. So O'Malley's doesn't have what I want. Well, I'm not saying just in general, though. It doesn't matter if it's, it's not going to help me get to where what, what yeah. to what I want. You want it's going to defeat. It's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt my goal more than it is going to help it. Probably. Yeah. I also want money, too. So I'm getting a job at Waffle House. I'm going to make some money, buy some land, stuff like that. That's going to take a long-ass time, especially working at Waffle House. No. No. I don't know. I heard you the tips. Really tips? good money yeah. on Waffle House. I made almost $500 yesterday. Really? Yeah, but I also got like my check. But that was only $94. Your check was $94? Yeah, we get paid $3 and something cents an hour. What? Yeah. Yeah, how much how much is how much do you get paid an hour? $3 and something. I think like 3.75 or $4 an hour. Fuck. But like all your takeout it's orders, tips, bro. You, tip get space. A, you get 10% of all your takeout orders. Plus you get, like you don't got to report your tips, your cash tips, and you get credit card tips every day. You make hell of money. From tips. Yeah. Like you might have $100 cash in your pocket and think that's all you can get. And then you remember you got all them credit card tips. So you go and so bring that out. And then you also got your takeout tips. Yeah, but I don't think I'm going to get a lot of tips. Is he will? Is he going to be a server or a cook? I don't know. I'm not his boss. Can you be a server? Maybe. All right, let's let's practice. Okay. All right. Me and Kayla, we walked in. We're standing there. Yes. Hey, can I help? Can I help you, sir and ma'am? I want to (laughs) eat. Welcome to Waffle House. Welcome to Waffle House. How can I help you? Want to eat? All right. What would you like to eat? you ask me if I'm a table for two or you get an order for carry out it's a waffle what? house table for two he's going to tell you to sit your ass down oh, you yeah, want some utensils <laughs> alright I got a table open here take a sit anywhere you want yeah, anywhere you want <laughs> and then you guys sit down right oh, and I come over come over there and be like 
What do I do? Like ask them what they want to drink? <laughs> yep. As you're giving them silverware and stuff, you ask them what they want to drink. And you give them menus. And then while they're looking at the menus, you get their drinks. And you come back and they usually know what they want. And if not, then I'll go do dishes until they're like waving me down. Because I get stuck mm-hmm. in the dish pit. Yeah, it's not that hard. All right. You, I think you'll do good, man. You will. You'll get the swing of anything. He's like, um, you know, when we were talking about jobs before, he gets like real like, he lacks like self-confidence that like he, the only thing he's ever done <laughs> is like construction-based jobs. So you have grown men yelling at you all the time. Don't be scared of Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> and so like sometimes I think he lacks the confidence that he can do other things. But I'm like, bro, you walked on that job site. You didn't know how to fucking use a tool. Yeah. Those motherfuckers taught you how to do all that shit. You didn't know how to lay floor before you worked for the flooring company. Yeah. But customer service is something I've never done before. Besides besides nursing home. That's yeah. that's a little different though. They're residents and they're not like all there. That Matt hash brown bowl right there, son. Oh my <laughs> god. Scattered large scattered hash browns covered in melted cheese with sausage and two eggs. Can you put a um, bowl of grits underneath those hash browns mm-hmm. for me? And then put some peppers and onions in there. That's mm-hmm. what I want to be. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll try my <laughs> best. Yeah, that's that's the shit right there. Throw some hot sauce in it. Mm-hmm. God damn. That's what I had yesterday. Is it mustard. really? That's what I get every well, fucking mustard, time. With mustard, dude. She put like a fucking mountain of must- mustard on. And then the ants got. That's what I eat every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I like what that little, that little, that native guy said when you said like, are the ants in my food? He's like, they won't eat much. <laughs> I'm not fucking scared of anything. So listen, um, I was telling we beat up Brandon a lot. We've we've really like Dude, I've learned a lot though, but it's I'm getting sore. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, one thing is that Do you guys think I've done good though? Like, I think you talked good. That I've been talking good? Yeah. That I haven't been behaving good. You haven't put it to work. I have too. I have not been doing much of anything. Like, I mean, I haven't been going into dome alleys like I used to. But we constantly talk about it. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, I like to joke around about it, though. It kind of helps me. Yeah, and probably in this state, you know, and I'm guilty as fuck at it, is it's probably not a good thing to joke about. You know, joking about it, it plants the seed, the seed grows. And it's constantly in your head. Uh, one thing that. I've always struggled with is that like we have these like extremely high expectations of ourselves, And so like we want to change and we begin to do the things to change yet we, and I think it's just like the way addicts think or whatever, but we expect like instant results. Like I've been fucking doing this shit every day. I've been fucking writing in my journal and I'm meditating every day and I'm going to these fucking meetings and I'm doing the things they told me to do, but I still feel like shit. Why don't I feel better? Well, Steve, it's been five days. Like, what do you expect? Like this shit, you fucking smoke crack for 20 years. What do you think's going to happen? It took you 20 years to hit rock bottom. (laughs) And so you've been doing this shit for a month and you think that you're going to be healed emotionally and, uh, you know, physically and all that stuff. Like you're going to have the the farm and the the horses and the wife yeah. and everything. When's the wedding, bro? <laughs> I want the wedding. What the fuck? And so like, I've been unclean for a month. I've been, you know, not really searching out for anybody. Like, where's where's the woman, dude? Waiting for her. She's not falling in my lap. So pretend like you're sitting in this chair and you're talking to Brandon, right? Like, what would you say to Brandon that 
Patience says, how am I doing? Do you think I'm doing good? I think you're doing <laughs> great, Brandon, because I know how bad you can get. Yeah. And so far, you're doing really good. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. And it's all about how you look at it, too. Like, I mean, in the last four or five days, however many days, you haven't been back there. Have you been, like, fucking hitting up mad bitches on whatever apps? No, no man. No. I, I've been good. deleted Instagram. And I really haven't talked to anybody. Yeah. I haven't talked to my ex or anybody on uh, Snapchat. Yeah. So you've been doing well or on that. Facebook. You know, I haven't been adding pictures on Facebook. I've been taking a lot of pictures of my fish. Yeah. But I still haven't been adding them on Facebook to get bitches, you know? <laughs> is, that, is that how you get bitches? <laughs> right, He's see. just sending me oh the pictures. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sent him the pictures, too. Didn't I send you the oh, I showed you the pictures. Yeah. He, he said he was going to send me send them to me, but he never did. He showed me. So you're you're privileged. Oh, yeah. You're very privileged. The little fish made me so happy. Uh -huh. He's like, I got the biggest fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th those are like the size of the ones I caught today, too. Oh, yeah. They weren't Dude, tell than that. <laughs> I went down off the pier when me and him was fishing. Like, the first cast I threw in there, um, I started getting a bite. And I was like, dude, this is a big one. I feel like <laughs> this is going to be big. And it's like another one of those like, little bitty rock basses on it. And it got hung up at the bottom of the pier up around the steps and stuff in the water mm. so i was like fuck it dude i'm going in and <laughs> I was like give i give uh the pole to steve he's like what are you doing man it's like i gotta i'm gonna like save my hook and my sinker and everything and i'm gonna get this fish up and it kind of looked bigger than what it was at the time i didn't know it was like this big <laughs> it went through the water it looked like this big you know i get down there like there's a spider like this big trying to eat me and i try i'm trying to like not fall in the lake and everything and i I finally get this fish. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, not even big as my palm. Tiny. And the fish died. Died because he because he was tied around the. Yeah, it took pole me a while. It took me so long to get him out <laughs> without falling in there, trying to not put my hand up there where the spider is, and you know, hold on to stuff. Why don't you just like blow the spider away? Or this was a big ass spider. You're not gonna oh. blow this spider away. <laughs> well, that spider I sent you a picture of today. I found him in my pantry in my laundry room. I don't know what kind of spider it was. It was about oh, this big. Oh fuck no! <laughs> and like furry and shit. That's how this what this that that's how this one was. And oh, so I want to leave your house right now. Yeah. Well, no, I got, got I got arachnophobia too. I got him out like successfully. I took a brown paper bag, like a lunch box bag, and I opened it up and I laid it on the floor, facing him. And then I took the broom and I just real slowly just like directed him towards it. And he Fuck just, that. he walked right in on his own. He Fuck walked that. right in on his hey, own. He's like, okay, bro, let's do this. <laughs> I fucking rolled the bag up and I took him right on the front porch and tossed him out. Oh, so he's still here somewhere. I'm sure he he's, came right back he in. He probably came oh right God. back in. He's like, you think you get me out of Man, here. Man, I'll kill bugs for other people. But if it's just me, I'm scared and I'm running. But if I know I got to protect somebody. I'm Dude, like, what was that okay. thing that you was like, you was like, he's trying to put it in my food. Yeah. What do you call it? A Krampus? Krampus? I don't know, something, but this big ass bug I had a customer sent eating, and this bug is huge. His wings are like this, just sitting right next to him. So I get one of the men and like get this bug, and they got like cups and shit, like fucking with yeah. the customers trying to eat. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna grab it with my fucking sleeve. Let's get this over with. It was huge though. And then, <laughs> I'm like, trying to eat over there, and she comes up here. I didn't know, like, I, bet, I don't know if she's, like, going to give me a hug or, like, slap me in the face or something. I just kind of look up. Like, fucking bug is, like, right here. Like, oh, fuck. 
Yeah, and then I held it by its wings. So when I went outside, I tried to throw it, and it just hit the ground. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. So it's another one of those things like the fish, too, like for me. like, Does it look like it looked like a moth, like a big-ass yeah, big like, moth? Yeah, I know. I've seen them up there before. Huge. Yeah, massive. Do you handle rejection well? No. Like when you go get it, like <laughs> approach a new girl? or <laughs> I transition real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll transition real quick. I'm kind of like up on my toes nowadays now, so I'm ready for it anyways because it's been like four days of boot camp it has of re- relationship advice, barrier making. Do you, you don't handle rejection well? Like say you like hit up a chick. Nah. Say you walk up to her and you start my talking to her. My thoughts carry me away a lot more than anything. So you, didn't get, you don't get hung up on it or beat yourself up or... Yeah, I do. You know, fantasize I'm about like, why I'm, I'm too fucking short <laughs> <laughs> my hair I'll, t- I'll tell you oh god like 5'8 five, 5'9 eight. Eight, five, <laughs> I hugged I'm him not, I'm for the you. first time yesterday I'm like oh my god you were really short made me feel so bad <laughs> she so said that sorry. out loud I did yeah she did but in like, front of everybody dude honest my, my okay and I'm not gonna say that but <laughs> I've been woman. with some pretty short people but when you're like not thinking like that and like you haven't actually hugged that person you realize how short you are i don't see it like that you're normal i'm not like oh my god he's short all the time i don't see it i'm so tall everybody's short okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) the pain's there like give it a few days it'll heal yeah i I think that's also something that but i really do like think about myself like not being up to standard or something. You judge know. yourself. Yeah, I do judge yeah, myself. Like criticize, criticize myself. Yeah. Low self-image. Yeah, I do have that. And then, I don't know. I like got to the point where like, I just been through so much bullshit that I will not fucking, I will not hit on girls. I will not call girls. I will not text them. I will not hit them up on social media. They got to be like, throwing it out there for me to even be like hey would you like to go on a date like i will i just i don't know like i don't know i I just i wrote my journal a lot like that i would rather be single for the rest of my life than make myself vulnerable to be hurt again like Mm -hmm. that's just that's just how i feel at this present moment like it has to just be like it has to just be like in my face for me to even make the pussiest of a move like i just don't it's just not on my radar and so I, uh, I, we've been, we've been on this topic f- for two weeks now <laughs> with this guy and beating him up and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I, I do, uh, one of my stores that I service is at Franklin and I go there once a month. Oh, and yeah, so th- there's this, there's a girl that works at the store. She's always just like flirting with me big time, like big time flirting with me. But I just, I'm not going to fucking, I'm just not. I'm just, yeah. You're pseudo you fed. You're pseudo fed. I'm pseudo fed, Fred. Steve. Pseudo fed, Stu. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. And um, I, I just like saying pseudo I'm just not going to do it. Like, I'm just not. Like, and like, I think part of it is like dudes, myself being one of them in the past, but like men have like kind of tainted the opportunity for us in a sense that like there's just like too many fuck boys and dudes sending dick pics and just like sending random shit and like anytime that you would even approach a woman they immediately have their guard up because they've they've been they've dealt with so much bullshit 
right? And there's just so much nonsense that when like your when your intentions are legit, it's hard for them to let their guard down enough to see that. Yeah, it's the same way with the other way around too for women and men. But this girl's been flirting with me like once a month for like a long time since like January or something like that. Yeah, she's really been flirting like flirting with you like mm-hmm. yeah. a lot. And so I've been beating him up about all this stuff and everything. <laughs> and so I was like, I went and did my first job in Murphy on Wednesday. And I was driving to the Franklin store. And I was just like, I just like was just, I don't even know why. But he's, I was just been, like, he's been hanging out with me too much. I've been hanging out with him too much. I guess I was just like, you know what? I'm fuck it. I'm just going to shoot my shot. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And so I go in the store. I only have an I only have to be there for an hour. Go in the store, go right up to her, start talking to her. I talked to her for like forty five minutes. I didn't do my work, <laughs> but I was I clocked in. I talked to her for forty five minutes, and I was like literally like I was like telling her like all right I'm, I got to get my shit done real quick. You know thanks for talking to me. And I was gonna ask her if she wanted to like go for a hike or something like that. But we were like having a conversation, just like He's building it up, kind of building it up to get to the to the ask. Mm-hmm. And like the last second, she was about to ask her. At the last second, when I was about to ask her, she's like, "Yeah, me and my boyfriend." Blah blah oh, blah blah blah. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, what you said. <laughs> I don't want to. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> it's embarrassing. No, it's fucking good, dude. No, it's not. It's Tell embarrassing. me. My soul needs to know. Oh my god! She was like, "Yeah, me and my boyfriend. Like, we're outdoorsy people." I think is what she said because I was just telling her about like the hiking that we've done, the camping that we've done yeah. this summer and stuff. And she was like, "Yeah, me and my boyfriend are outdoorsy." people too and i don't even know why i said it but i did i was like i was like <laughs> yeah this is my man dude this is good oh shit i'm God. gonna do this next time the girl does this to me i said i said i just met you he's and like, i he's I, like whoa 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 i was like hold on hold on for a second i was like hold on i just met you right like we're just getting i'm just getting to know you i said like, i don't think i know you well enough to hear about your problems <laughs> oh God. and and then I, she, I, she just like laughed and then i was like all right well i, I gotta get my work done <laughs> I clocked on like, fucking a. i've had that shit happen to me too oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. um i told my papa about that today that he story did? he laughed yeah he's like hell yeah <laughs> so one of the things that um one of the things that me and Br- that I one of the things that I do sometimes, which is really like stupid, but one of the things that I do when I'm feeling like Brandon does, when I'm feeling lonely, and this is like, if you were to if you were to ask like a counselor or somebody, like a, if you were to ask a professional, they would probably not give you this advice. Mm-hmm. But this is just something that yeah. I do. But this this is funny though, because like you you're also saying like like right after you break up with a girl too, like you're you're hurting, you know, so. You would do this too. Like, yeah, just whenever I'm feeling down. Yeah. Whenever I'm beating myself up over any type of thing, when I'm feeling lonely or whatever, I go on the message board, relationship advice, where people go on and ask for advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they describe their uh, you know, so current situation. It's not as bad as this guy's relationship. And it makes me feel better about myself because yeah. I'm like, I'm not that fucked up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been reading some to Brandon and I uh, found this one that's really funny. I'm I found this one. I'm catfishing my own boyfriend. I recently found out my boyfriend made a Tinder, not through snooping through his phone. I thought our relationship was rock solid. We have been together for three years, live together, have a very good relationship. So I thought basically how I found out is because we share my MacBook. He uses it to watch his podcasts on YouTube while he plays video games. 
Well, his Google account was still logged into my Chrome without me knowing. So his browser history was pulled up and I saw something along the lines of Cardify Tinder. When I tell you my heart fell to the floor, I'm not exaggerating. I was sitting right next to him and I had to go to the bedroom so I could catch my breath. Ever since then, he's been extra weird, taking his phone with him everywhere when he used to leave it laying around. I started getting suspicious, so I made a tender. With my friend's permission, I used her pictures and made a profile I knew he wouldn't refuse. And we matched. We have been talking, nothing too crazy yet, just small talk. I honestly don't know what to do. I don't want this to be over, but I don't know where to go from here. Was so sad. So she found out that her boyfriend has a Tinder account, and so she created an account with a catfish and uh, has been chatting with him. What do you think the comments? What do you think the comments are? Leave. Leave. I guarantee you. Ask to meet up and wait, show. Wait, you gotta do it. it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it like you did me. You gotta. Uh, ask, what would you do, Brandon? No, you gotta ask her what she would. What no. kind of advice? <laughs> yeah, would what give would you give to? What would you? What kind of advice would you give to this young lady before we go into the majority? How about we just play that I'm this young lady because this is where fighting comes in in my life. You would fight over this. I wouldn't have made a fake Tinder account. I would have walked up and beat his ass and made him look <laughs> yeah. at the camera or look at the computer. Like that's better that's though because the trigger is lying to me or being sneaky or yeah, disrespectful. Me too. Like my ex. Like, what would you do? She, she would do something like this. What me. would you do? I wouldn't be cheating or nothing. I wouldn't even have a Tinder account if I was with a chick. No, but what, I, what would you do if you were her? If I was her, if I would probably do like she did. I'd just be like... You'd make a fake account? Nah. I mean, I'd be like Kayla and just... I wouldn't go up and beat the fuck out of her. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I'd give them one chance. What is this? If they stuttered, it's over. Done I don't over. even know if I'd give them one chance. Like... I always give them a chance to tell the truth because if you're honest with it, then you know that it was wrong. And then mm. from there, we could do something about it. But if you're lying about it or you get angry because I'm bringing it up, then there's no saving it. There's no talking about it. I would, yeah, I would problem. definitely feel through the conversation, like how she, if she is being aggressive about it, like to trying to turn it around on me, like saying all this shit. I was like, no, nah, it's over with. I'm not even going to continue this conversation. Yeah, what did she say? What if she's like, why would you go through my shit? Why would you go through my phone? Yeah, that's why, that's how Faith used to do too. Yeah. But you would go through her phone. Yeah. How would you find out? I mean, yeah. I had the other people tell me and stuff too, though. Send me shit and everything. And I stayed with this chick through so much, man. Like, I don't even, I can't even count on my fingers and toes how many times she cheated on me, how many times. She broke my heart, man. And um, I'd still give her the benefit of the doubt. Still, like, you know, be with her and love her and everything. Never cheated on her. Oh, it smells like waffles. <laughs> never cheated on her. Never done the same shit. You know, never done anything out of spite. And, uh, but now, like, looking back at it, I would have definitely <coughs> just, like, got out of it early. Yeah. Instead of, like, dragging myself through all that shit. That was a codependency thing, too. Like, I just kept on, like, wanting it to work, wanting it to work. Like, and being selfless, you know, and not selfish. You know, I wasn't thinking of myself. That was, like, a drug for me, too. She was a drug for me. And, like, I just kind of kept, I just stayed in the relationship and just kept, like, destroying myself. Yeah. And probably destroyed her stuff, too. Like, it was, we wasn't growing. We was, you know, Destroying. withering away. <laughs> So I would definitely say, like, you know, approach them respectfully. 
kindly and everything. Like, see, I know, like, say, I know what's going on. I just want to talk to you about it. You can tell me anything. You can tell me that I want you to be honest with me. I'm going to be honest with you. Fill through the conversation, and then, like, when you guys get done talking, like, you still love me, or do you still want to be with me, or what's going on here? Like, I just want to know where we're at in the relationship. And if we had, you know, board boundaries and stuff, like, you cross this boundary, you've hurt me. So I'm not going to go out, out of spite and do something against you or something. So don't be afraid to, like, to come to me again about, like, your emotions and stuff. Don't be afraid that I'm going to go hurt you now because you've hurt me. So that's solid advice. Yeah, but I have to ask you: Can you do that? No, I'm gonna lose my shit. You know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. My whole thing is, I don't understand why a phone or internet <clears throat> is such a private thing. Like, with my ex, I always found out from his best friend what he was doing. So then I would look at his <coughs> phone, and it was always, "Why are you going through my stuff?" Da da da, and be angry about that. Yeah. And it's like it's a phone, like. My password on Facebook has been the same password since I made it when I was 12. You should probably change it just because of hackers, for real. Well, I do nothing on it. Yeah. I, like, there's no credit cards on it. There's no email yeah, backed yeah. up to it. That email I can no longer get into. Mm-hmm. But I'm logged into, like, X before X before X's computers and phones and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't care who goes through my phone. Yeah. And that's that shouldn't be the problem. The yeah. problem should be that you have that guard up well, why can't your ex or why can't your spouse be in your phone why can't so, they read i'll tell you why that i'll tell you why right now well, uh, well number one i've been that dude okay yeah. i've been that guy i've never been on the other side of it well i, I, I don't know i don't know i've been the girl i've been the dude <laughs> right and not necessarily on like dating apps but just in general when it comes yeah. to like fucking around i've been caught that way where you the way that you just described Right, going through the phone and shit. So I know what it's like. Yeah, I've always been. It's the, like, and not necessarily going but, through the phone to try to find something. Yeah, but like you're using their phone or your. Yeah, but here's what here's the here's the issue. With I feel it. the same way. Is you that w- is with like messaging and things like that with like text messaging, two friends messaging each other. It's difficult to interpret the meaning behind things. If your boyfriend, if your hypothetical boyfriend was to read text messages that you sent Brandon. Could they be interpreted as flirtatious or could they be interpreted as. Yeah, but, you know, in this. In any type of. And whether. Yeah. Whether you know your spouse, then you know. You, have, you, you trust them, them and you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you trust them, but you know their way of communication. Ain't no, there ain't no password on my phone. My shit's got facial recognition. Ain't nobody getting that motherfucker. <laughs> Try to unlock See, the this whole bitch. thing. The whole thing about. <laughs> Go it, ahead. Was, all right. So remember, we talked about how we don't want a chick's password. If they. Are. I personally do not. I don't want to see nothing in there. I don't want to look at nothing. I will never unlock a female partner's phone. I will never put my hand in their purse. If they say go grab a, my a tampon out of my purse, I will bring Why? them. I will bring them back their purse. It's privacy. Just, yeah, I, I, it's I trust you. Yeah. So I hundred percent trust you enough, and I want you to know that I trust you so much that I, there ain't nothing I need to see, and I don't want to see something that. Well, yeah, I'm could not be, saying. I don't like, want to see something that could be interpreted. That I want. I don't want to see something that's innocent that could be interpreted as whatever, and then get you me. shouldn't be uncomfortable yeah. if you have to use their phone or if yeah. you want to use their. phone. Oh, I will, but I'll, I'll be like this: if I need to make a phone call, I'll be like, "Here, unlock your phone so I can call." Well, whoever, I'll be like, "Unlock." That's because I'll you're make uncomfortable. You. But I'll, I'll make you the reason it I do first. I I do the same thing. Like even Hannah, like my ex girlfriend, she wanted. She's like, 
Like, I would ask her, like, oh, yeah. I mean, my, my thoughts would run off. I'd be like, so you're not giving me enough attention. Like, um, I'm just kind of wondering, like, what's going on? Are you, like, wanting to break up or whatever? And she's like, no, I'm not wanting to break up. And there's nobody else. Do you want my password to my Snapchat? Yeah, she did say that. From Snap for Snapchat. I was like, no, that's not the point. Like, the point is I want to be able to trust you and, like, just talk to you about things. And I want you to come to me if something's going on. Like, I want to have that reassurance that you will because I don't want to get blindsided. She did blindside me, though. But anyways, um, I don't want to. But you handled it well. I did. I had I had the training the day or two before, like you t- talking about your past relationship. Kind of, I kind of reflected it and I stayed. Told her like it's okay, we don't have to be in a relationship. We can still be friends. I mean, do you want to still be friends? And she said yes. I mean, yeah, I was hurt, but I I didn't let myself, you know, say mean shit and everything. And, be like that you know but what i'm trying to get at though is the reason i don't want the password and everything is because in the past i would find shit like that like you're like you're talking about and it wouldn't be as bad though but my brain interprets it differently you know what i'm saying but you also know your partner well (laughs) your partner you know that's the problem though too like with with faith like i knew my partner she had a history yeah, she always hurt me and everything. It's kind of like, if after a while, I was like, what do I interpret as shaftery and what do I interpret as okay? Yeah. I just don't want to, it's just your property, you know? Like, And then another thing with Faith, too, like I became obsessed because mm-hmm. I was trying to ensure myself that I wouldn't get hurt again. And so instead of breaking up with the person, I just kind of... Tried to control it. Yeah, it'd be like done. a fucking, you know, make it like a fucking prison or something like i don't know i'd, I'd take her phone <clears throat> and i would you know i became obsessed and i would take her property i'd be like in over a dictatorship and that i don't want to go back to that but if she really cared about you the moment the phone or the facebook or the messenger or snapchat became a problem it should have ended like yeah it should right at least take a break until you guys are confident in each other yeah. So it wasn't just your fault. It was two sided. Like she did yeah. nothing to try to fix it or reassure it. And another thing is too, I never looked at it like had two sides. Like I always thought it was me. I was the one making, like doing something to make her go cheat on me. I was the one that I needed to do something about myself. Yeah. To it's fix to fix the relationship. And I would. I think that's codependency. That too. goes back to the codependency yeah. we were talking about earlier. And it's lack like self confidence and. And then thinking like. You want it to work so bad that you're like sacrificing yourself. Yeah. And everything. And you're like bleeding out. You're bleeding for them and everything. And they still won't change. But you still you stay with them and everything. But it was not just me. It was her too. This you is know. where I become very thankful that my family is so against electronics and stuff. Yeah. Like, There's so much. I, it was, so yeah. much fucking A lot shit of, out I'd there. I'd say at least like 70% or like 80% of our fights. Was over the phone. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. Jacob, he's the first person I've ever had an issue with phone. Yeah. With. And then when I left him and got with my last boyfriend, it was still a problem because of Jacob. Like, yeah. I was never texting anybody or talking like that when I was with Jacob. But when I left him and he knew I had a boyfriend, he was constantly texting me. Like, I had yeah. to block his number and all that stuff. <clears throat> but And it made... The new boyfriend jealous and insecure and constantly worried about Jacob, so it fucked up our relationship. So I just got rid of my phone, and then at that point he was already insecure. 
about yeah. it and like we'd be like oh you got plans to go out da 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 i'm like how do i got plans when i don't got a phone yeah. i'm laid off of work i don't talk to nobody and so it definitely ruined my relationship he didn't trust but, you yeah but so. I, I still didn't run back to my phone like i still tried to make it work and it wasn't until a few days ago i was like okay my dad's leaving i have to have a phone like i'm glad you have a phone that way i can get get a hold of you and talk to you and stuff try to half the time i can't find it or i forget i have a phone still and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i have a phone where is that at like i lost it yesterday at work when i was leaving i had to turn around and go back to get it i'm like oh god <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't understand that's, that's cool i'm i'm trying to practice on staying off my phone yeah stay away from my phone it's just it, toxic it messes with your head too yeah. like all the negative stuff and the bad news <clears throat> and the people's opinions and yeah. like that all gets into your head and it like not brainwashes you but you're constantly hurting the last time i went on facebook to look at like a news feed was probably like four or five days ago and snapchat snapchat was like two days ago girls I'm considering on fucking saying fuck social media. No, nah, get on Snapchat. Just hit up. I'm, I'm hit, gonna, up hit every girl up. In I'm your, gonna keep in Snapchat, dude. Snapchat is like. Tell them you're a podcast superstar. You have the world famous podcast. Yeah, you remember, dude? I'd always take a pit, like uh, <laughs> put it on my story and shit. Like I'm doing the podcast. He was. Yeah. He was. And get all these chicks all fucking hot and heavy. You know, hot and heavy. <laughs> I think it's the man bun, son. <laughs> uh, before we get into like the best response, there's a little more context to it. Somebody said, as the catfish, ask him his intention. Ask him if he's single. You'll have your answer and should know what to do from there. And she says, he has said he is single. Sorry, I failed to mention some details. He mentioned stuff like my ex in messages referring to me. I'm really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but deep down I know what I need to do. But it's so hard. I thought he was my person. But the whole thing is she's talking she's got complete code. strangers about it instead of him. So maybe that's she's why trying to get he's some, on Tinder. Well, she's trying to get some advice before she confronts but, him. But uh, that last part, read that last part again that she said that she, uh, she replied. Yeah, I'm really trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But deep down, I know what I need to do. But it's so hard. I thought he was my person. <laughs> she thought he was her person. Mm -hmm. So it's like she's still wanting to make it work. She was like me. With yeah. faith. Like, mm -hmm. she's like, oh, man, I want to make it work. She's, like, saying, like, she's, like, speaking, like, yeah, this is the one I'm going to be with. This is my soulmate. So I have to make it work. I have to do something to fix this. And then she's trying to get advice and everything instead of, like, talking to him about it. Yeah. So. The um, spiritual bypassing Steve wants to say, like, all the stuff that you said and just, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Let's talk about this and blah, 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 blah. But I think the most appropriate response is... Ask to meet up and show up as yourself right there and dump him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Set up a date and show up. This is it. Get him sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I went through the same thing with my husband and I guess maybe that's where I learned to just walk away. But now I'm kind of like extreme. Like at the moment I feel something's off, I run. Yeah. Don't talk to me. I'll block yeah. you on Facebook. You don't bring it up to him and say, hey, I'm out of here because nope. of this? Yeah. Nope. I mean, unless it's drugs or like physical, whatever, I feel like they know what they're doing. I shouldn't have to say it. Yeah. And yeah. if you're doing it with me there, you're going to do it with me there or gone. So why waste my time when it, all it's going to do is start an argument? Yeah. Yeah. What is there to fight about? I can totally relate to that. The same bartender that I started dating, that was a, mm -hmm. my, my 
favorite watering hole next door to my <laughs> my thing. I dated her for seven years. Number one, she was like completely anti-drugs. All drugs, period. Sounds like my kind of woman. She allowed me to smoke weed, but no other drugs, period. Because she No drinking either? Drinking. Well, she's, uh, yeah. she's a bartender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no hardcore drugs. Because she had worked in the bar for so long, she had so, seen so many people fuck up their lives. Mm-hmm. Cocaine and meth and shit like that. She was anti-drugs. And I would literally just like buy drugs in the bar and just back and forth to the bathroom all fucking night long. Like I was doing the shit right in front, blatantly, you know. All right, wait, hold on, pause. Do you think the bars are also like doorways to drugs? <laughs> are you asking? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to ask. Okay, you I just want I just want you guys to because that's you what are, I think. You already know. That's what I know. Do you guys? That's kind of why you go because you're still around your friends that do do it. Like picking up Chris the other day when I told you I know him, but we're not friends. It's not because he's a bad person. It's because people see me with him and they think that I'm on drugs. Right. He was and help, I don't even he know Chris. At, he helped. He helped that like a little old woman though. Like, yeah. I had to like give some sort of like. Buddy is also on drugs, and all of Silva knows this. And True. you go to the bars, and you oh. go. Yes. Around the people, and even dropped if you're him not off at the bar drugs, with, <laughs> with yeah. my little sister and him and her. Yeah. yeah. And so that I, was my whole thing about my exes. Nothing to do with him doing drugs. He can do what he wants, but not around me because that's bad on me. Right. Im- like image wise how other people see me and after getting away from all that and people not knowing me here i don't want to be known as a drug addict because that's yeah. all they're going to see me as that's what people think i am i'm not anymore i wouldn't have guessed when i met you yeah i'm pretty good at it <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty good at being an addict or what? <laughs> whatever you want to take from that um okay. yeah so uh but anyways, we dated for like seven years and I just did all this shady shit. I was so fucking shady. I treated this woman like shit. She would work until three o'clock in the morning. Probably get off at like five, four, four thirty, five after cleaning and mopping the whole place and shit. And uh, so I just had like free reigns to do whatever the fuck I want every single night, six days a week. So I would just like fucking get a bunch of to hang out at the bar for a couple hours, get some dope, then bounce go get a get a room somewhere and bring some chicks and not come home i'll just stay out all night like i i I just started abusing my privileges more and more and more until the point where i just stopped coming home and i'll just stay out for like two or three days i got so good at like doing that that i was literally fucking i was a manager of a lowe's Right next door to the Lowe's was a Goodwill. And I would literally go to Goodwill and buy a new pair of clothes to mm-hmm. wear to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> just, right, man. Yeah. Buy a new fit of Goodwill and then go to work. So That's I what just, I had to do for I the just, nursing home. I just totally took advantage of this girl. I just totally just treated her like shit. And she fucking, I'd come back, I'd come back a few days later and I'd tell her some fucking story. I was too drunk to drive. And mm-hmm. so I stayed at fucking Brandon's house and I was at the hotel room with some fucking whores, you know? Yeah. sounds like somebody we know that said they <laughs> yeah, stayed at my house as well. Same thing. Yeah, on, oh, and, on and on and on. I did this shit over and over again. And it got so bad that at one point, like I had a feeling I was going to lose my job because I was so fucked up, so strung out that I actually went and sought out counseling. And I went into this psychiatrist's office and I told this guy, I was, it was the first time in my life I was a hundred percent honest. I told this fucking guy everything. I'm like, listen, I can't stop drinking. I'm doing fucking blow every single night. I don't want to do this shit. I stay out all night. I hook up with these chicks. My girl's at home. 
We've been dating for like seven years. I eventually come back a few days later and she lets me back and I just do it all over again. Just like him doing the same shit over and over again and expecting a different result, expecting something to be different. And this fucking psychiatrist guy was like, he didn't help me with my drug problem. He told me that he, the way I interpreted it, he probably said a lot more, but I was so fucked up. I don't probably didn't understand. But the way I interpreted it was that he was blaming her for take continuing to take me back. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're going to keep doing that until she no longer takes you back until she says enough is enough. You're going to stop doing it. And I was just like, She's taking me back like a hundred times. She's never going to not take me back. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Let me just say this. I wish I got up with that bartender, man. <laughs> hey, people like us hate people I'll, like I'll you. Give, I'll give you your number when we're done. <laughs> not like that. Not I because believe, not because of the booze. Not because of, um, I don't know, whatever. I believe she's available. Like my roommate but, Kathy ch- said today, her biggest weakness is forgiveness. Or her superpower is forgiveness. And they said, that's my weakness. Is it your weakness? I feel like it is because people can do the most horrible things to me. Like my ex-husband, he went to jail and I was left homeless and he wouldn't give me any of my money. Like he froze our bank accounts pretty much. I couldn't get into it. He was a very shitty person. But the moment he said, sorry, I was like, okay, come over, come hang out. Let's be friends. Let's do this and do that. And it's been like that my entire life. And I see it as a weakness. Kathy saw it as a superpower. Yeah. It is a superpower, but what... Uh- I, I truly believe I'm I'm on Kathy's side on this one, but what does forgiveness look like? Like, how does it? Did you just say I'm sorry? Like, what does it take? Well, they to, say sorry, and then I convince myself that they didn't mean to do the things that they yeah. did, and like try to justify it. Especially, I I always try to figure out people's mental health, and then I okay. use that as justification for the things mm-hmm. that they do right. to me because I have mental health problems, and I have trouble controlling myself sometimes. Yeah, and it fucks me because some of these people are just complete assholes and they're just being selfish. It has nothing to do with mental health. It's just, they don't care about me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know this, but I still convince myself that they do. That's what I was doing with faith too. I believe I'm sorry's are pretty much bullshit and mm-hmm. chicken shit. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. However, I'm a strong proponent of forgiveness. It was probably my most impactful um, tool in the first time around and when i was sober for those five years it was the most most uh it was what it was the number one thing that allowed me to grow yeah you most. have you have to give to be able to heal i believe because i had to forgive faith and mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to do it you haven't you, yeah, no. uh, i mean i have for a lot of things but i still carry on like it's like one of those things it's like i see the red flags or i think i see red flags and yeah, I'm like overly scared, I guess you could say, of th- th- that shit happening again. For me today, you know, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry is our a chicken shit way of doing it. And it's not really addressing the like root cause, I guess. So like today for me today, forgiveness looks like, Kayla, I know that I know that I harm I hurt you today because I didn't call you this morning and I was out fishing all day. And I didn't have my phone with me. And I know that you were worried about me. And I am and I know that that hurt you. And for that, I would like to ask for your forgiveness. That's how you, that's how I would approach it in a situation. That's what I've learned like through recovery. Or I don't even know how. That way you, you kind of address what they feel. You state what it was that I did. I, yeah. You acknowledge the hurt that was done. 
I know that I hurt you when I did this. My whole thing with apology is 90% of people don't apologize because they hurt someone. They apologize because they feel guilty. Yeah. And so that's your ex-husband. That's it's the, not that's, just my ex-husband. Yeah, yeah, all the, almost yeah. everybody. Yeah. But like. That's you, the I'm sorry. Or just to get just to get it over with. Like, so yeah. I, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to argue with you. I'm just going to give you what you want. All right. Can you forgive somebody? Did I ask you this already? No. The other night? Can you forgive somebody without ever speaking to them? Yes, my mother. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that I worked on my entire life with therapists and stuff is I had to forgive her, but I couldn't talk to her. We could write letters back and forth, stuff yeah. like that, but like never until I really turned 21, 22 did I see her again. And we got drunk together at the bar, and she's in the bathroom peeing, and she just cried, and she said she was sorry. And I said, well, what? What are you going to do when you go back home? Are you still going to let this person come around? And she's like, well, I can't not. He's my son. I was like, well, you, you're not sorry because you're not doing anything to help him. You're not doing anything to change the future. It's bullshit. Apologize. But yeah, you can definitely forgive somebody without seeing them because it's not them. That's not the point of them. It's the point of you. Yeah, I Letting agree. it go. I agree. I've done the same. I've forgave somebody without speaking to them. And, like, you can be completely angry at somebody, and if they pass away, you don't feel that anger anymore. You just feel sadness and hurt, and you don't see yeah. them. You don't get that closure. So I was like, um, <clears throat> I was like, this fucking psychiatrist is full of shit. I'm like, this, she is never going to leave me. I've done this a hundred times. I always get away with it. And by this time, I was like, I had a, built a relationship, like a romantic relationship with a coworker, and so, like, the girl was in a long-term relationship and me and her were just getting a hotel room every night and it was just a bad, bad thing to be in. Well, one day I went to the Goodwill, got my fresh fit. I went to work for 10 hours. I come home from work at like five o'clock in the afternoon and I stick my key in the door and it doesn't open the door. (laughs) I shake it, doesn't open the door. Walk around to the back door Stick my key in, doesn't open the door. I walk back around to the front, and there's a letter on the front door. And she basically said, you're out of here. I found the, she found some stuff on my phone, and she found um, the receipt to the hotel room. And so She went through my truck when I was asleep mm-hmm. there one day. She didn't give me, she didn't even give me my personal belongings back. <laughs> she didn't give me my clothes. You lost it. My PlayStation, my my laptop, and my dog. Oh damn! Right, your dog too, <laughs> Axel. Oh man, I wanted my dog back. She wouldn't take my calls. My knock on the door. She wouldn't let me in. So I finally uh, called the authorities, you know, to get my shit back, and they showed up, and the cop was like. I showed him my ID and told him the situation stuff. And he's like, if she doesn't, like, it's been two days. She had the dog for like two days. He's like, if she doesn't, like, he's like, you can break the window. This is your house. You live, you, you're still a resident here. Just because she changed the locks on you, you, everything you own is in that house. But when they were there, she gave me a little bit, of, a couple articles of clothing mm-hmm. and my dog and everything else stayed there. She but she was actually, she actually, that you would get clean and yeah. she was using that shit as leverage. She actually pulled the trigger. I never thought that she would. I never thought that she would. That wasn't even enough to get clean. 
Yeah. It fucking shit went on. So then I, I, like, after that, a week later, I lost my job. They fired me. Good, man. Things are <clears> just <throat> going down the drain. It was fucking. So what? So what would the logical person do? Scream in their car on the way home to their dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah change something. Get their act together a little bit. Try. Right. No, I cashed out my retirement and went on a four month fucking road trip and traveled <laughs> all over the world and spent forty grand. Hell yeah. I wish I was with you in those days, man. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I, I cashed out. I came here for like two weeks. I stayed here and then we just I just got in the car with the dog and just fucking went all over and spent. You and Axel people. had had enough, huh? We had enough. <laughs> we just moved along. So that's awesome though. But Kinda, I mean but not really the same nice. I know. And and you know, this was uh in 2013 so we've uh you know that's seven years ago well we've been able to make amends you know i was able to ask her for forgiveness Mm -hmm. you know i don't know maybe three years after that happened or something and still talk to her occasionally you know when axel passed last year he was 13 years old axel passed last year i text her let her know you know like we things come up we communicate shit like that like that's cool, man. Is she single right now? Yeah, you want the number? Yeah, man. Call her on the live on the pod. <laughs> Let's do it. Podcast. No, no. Uh, Not a relationship advice for Steve's. <laughs> I put I've put you on the spot a lot. Yeah, it's about time to turn the you know turn the table around. Mm. He said, mm. <laughs> "I'll call." I don't think she'll answer. She's probably at work because it's one thirty. She's still a bartender. Yeah. She's gonna be like O'Malley's. What are you gonna say to her? Like, welcome to. Like, hey, do you want to bring up all this heartbreak? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna be like, welcome to the podcast that never got off the ground because Steve Steen laid out drunk. (laughs) And how are you, Miss? What's her name? And then, uh, uh, Steve Steen, my buddy over here, has been having trouble. Like, he's like been, like, just you know, ditching these girls. Doing blow in the bathroom of these bars, no. <laughs> traveling around, you know. Look at the nervousness on his face right like now. Like not even like your cheeks are puffy. Are they? <laughs> yeah. You have any relationship advice for him? Your call has <coughs> been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Man, that was fucking relieving, <laughs> wasn't it, man? Is not available. The mailbox is full and cannot oh, accept your message. I was going to leave her a message. Goodbye. I swear I was. I've seen you building it up, too. I was going to leave her a message. Yeah, she would, she would like watch the podcast and stuff when we were doing it before. She would like comment good stuff or whatever. I was going to say. <laughs> My I'll, hands are sweating for you. Are they? No, I wasn't, it wasn't going to be bad because she was going to be drunk because it's 1.30 in the morning. I know. <laughs> My hands were sweating for you both. And uh, I was going to say, hey, hey, it's Steve. <laughs> Doing a podcast with my friend Brandon, and we've been giving him some relationship advice because he's going through some stuff. And I was telling him how much of a piece of shit I was back in the day, and I wanted to just hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> what do you have to say for me? <laughs> Let's hear it. Dark Harlot. Dark arts, baby. Dark arts. We want the dark honesty. You got to talk in the microphone if you got something to say, buddy. Uh, we want the dark honesty. Mm-hmm. Not just... You know, so now, now let's call Faith. Fuck no. No, see, if, we're, if we're doing it, let's call Faith. It's already Dude. almost two. Yeah, she's fucking high as shit right now. She's going to have a lot of shit to say. I would love to talk to her. No way. I don't want to hear her. 
Eight two eight. What are we calling? Faith. Oh God. <laughs> what? All right. No, we're not. You won't let me. Let's <laughs> call Jacob. No. Fuck See? No. I don't want to talk to Jacob. We need to talk yeah. to Jacob. Yeah. He, he made me a very sad person today and in a dark place. Today? I've been in a very long time. Today? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is bad. Let's hear the rest Dark of arch? To the point where I told my dad I would shoot myself. Mm. Pretty dark. So, all I'm, right. I'm done with Jacob. All right, all right, all right. 100%. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. All right. What? You better not shoot yourself. I, it was more of a, like, I wanted to shoot them, but I was scared if I said it, <laughs> they would call the cops. They would shoot thing. back? No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it just gets so frustrating when you can't do anything about it and you run out of words and you're like. So this guy, this Jacob guy, he has codependency as well. He has a. a he was a war child. Like his mother, he's from Bulgaria and his mother like while they were in war got molested by a soldier or whatever mm. and she didn't really want him and they found him in a house with a little fire and his diaper had caught on fire like his entire back it was pretty messed up all the way down to his feet but his parents who adopted him here they would climb this mountain in bulgaria every day to go see him until he could get adopted they came over here and had to learn english and all that stuff so like i'm sure he has major com- codependency issues probably more than most people that's not an excuse he knows what he's doing and he will laugh about it afterwards mm-hmm. and that's insanity that's not anything other than selfishness yeah, he's and not being healthy he's not taking care of himself he's not taking the steps to help himself yeah, especially fucking a shaman's girlfriend like that's yeah. going up to god and like hey that's my girl now <laughs> no, he's calling the shaman a god. But I know what not, you mean because, like, he looks up. He looked up to mm-hmm. the shaman guy, and yeah, I could yeah. see it the first night when I went there for the sweat lodge. It, I didn't expect any of that shit to happen because I seen family. I seen like a connection to everybody that was there, mm-hmm. and that's how it was. It and was all I liked, of us. I liked the energy there, and I wanted to stay there, and I wanted to. Do, I wanted to do it again. And then I hear all this other stuff going on now, and it's just like, really, what the fuck happened, man? And Jacob got her high and made bad decisions and it ruined <clears throat> many people's lives because we were all a family of me, Kathy, Ethan, the kids, Nicole, Jacob, and we would all go dance together. Even with the kids, we would take them to the tea house and they would have concerts and they'd dance with the kids and it really ruined a lot. Mm. really did one selfish yeah. decision and instead of admitting he was wrong. He decided to dig his hole deeper. Yeah. And I ain't got no ropes to help him out this time. No, I would definitely stay out of that. I'm going to stay out of it. Um, Me too. Now that my dad's gone, it's... I'm afraid no for you, connection. though. Like, I don't want you to... Uh, I don't know. That, I don't know. Jacob's going to come. Going to keep coming at you. Yeah, but the difference this time <coughs> is... He was trying to come between me and my father. But why was he trying to do that? Because he had no other leverage. He had literally taken everything else he possibly could from me. My dad yeah. was my last. But now his your father's gone. Now what is he going to use against you? Nothing. He's done. I've You sure? I've made it so he has no way. He's still going to do it. I mean, the only thing I can think is my work. But I'm gonna he be shows there. up there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he'll come in there and try to fuck that job up for sure. <laughs> He's going to... I know I would have back then. 
But honestly, I'm confident in my coworkers that they won't let that happen. There might be one or two that are friends with Jacob that I'd worry about, but I we spend every night together, so we talk. And I brought Jacob around them, and they know. And they know I'm crazy. I don't believe that they would let anything happen to me. And it's sad that I couldn't say the same about my dad, but I don't talk to my dad like I do them. Right. I'm not going to let anything happen to you either. I've only known you for three days. <laughs> <laughs> not really. How long? No. Three days? It's been like two weeks now. What? Jeremy's birthday. Not last Saturday, but Saturday before that. Hey, just so you know, I texted her too. No, right? no it's not. Yes. No, it's not. It's I, how definitely long? been a weekend. When did I? It's been a weekend. Yeah. This, that so, past weekend. And not this last Saturday. Ten days. Friday was the night the party going, went on. Because I went, I, I got oh, rent yeah. money. Yeah. I get rent money on so Friday. a week today. It's been a long week. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. I just want you to know I texted her to tell her I was calling from the podcast, so she might text her call back. Who knows? <laughs> She's not ready. Oh, yeah. This is what happened. <clears throat> so Brandon's getting a new job. We're going to take a peek at some of the reviews from your future employer. How does that sound, Brandon? Sounds like we're going <laughs> to listen and make Dying. changes. This is this opportunity for improvement, all right? So uh, let's go for four. Power went out. Hold on. <laughs> four Got some electrical problems. Uh-huh. Uh, four months ago, we read that one. Where do we go? Where do we go? Five months ago, food was cold and place wasn't too clean. Works went outside while we were eating all but one. They should have been attending to the guest or cleaning. We won't be back to the Cherokee Waffle House. Oh, yeah. And that was probably that one employee stuck inside. They all leave. Uh-huh. Or hide in the bathroom. What do they do? Go sit out back. Roll bowls? No. Ten months ago. I don't like Waffle I don't like Waffle House, but the other six people in a car did, so we stopped. St- still as disappointed <laughs> as the first time I ate there. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> These are all one-star reviews. We'll get into some good ones here soon, too. Uh, Power went out. Had to finish eating in the dark. (laughs) Was rushed to finish, and we had three kids. Oh, God. (laughs) Let them eat in the dark. Can I box that up for you, (laughs) ma'am? Can't see you. The floor was nasty. Waffle makers were covered with burnt mix. Service was slow, and food was only barely passable. Will not visit this place again. Let's go. Ten months ago. I don't know those cooks. All right. Three weeks ago. Here's a five star review. Waffle House has always been always has great breakfast and good coffee. What I liked about this particular spot was the views. <laughs> she's talking about you. Oh, she likes, <laughs> she likes the views. Yeah. I get what she's saying. You you understand what she's saying, yeah, B? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> <laughs> Very nice people, quick service, and since we were the only ones there, the food was perfect. Like it wouldn't be perfect if there was more people there. It was also warm and not freezing like most Waffle Houses. The bathroom was modern and clean. Great experience. Rick, Sounds I like love Rick. He is such a good. Oh, you man. know Rick. Yeah, I know Rick. Rick. Rick was so flipping great. We were visiting from out of town, and he was so helpful and sweet. He was clearly the hardest worker there. <laughs> and no, not Rick. When a few others, when a few other workers ignored us, he came and was so amazing. He worked so hard and made us feel so welcome. Thanks, Aww, Rick. Rick. You need to tell him to go on there and read it. I will. 
the staff at this location is absolutely amazing. I drive 20 minutes out of my way just to go to this one. They are oh, by wow. far they are by far cleaner than most other Waffle House locations are. And for that alone, they deserve five stars. I've yet to have bad service at this one in all the years I've been going. Yeah, the silver one's kind of rough sometimes. Yeah. Depends on what time Got them go. O'Malley's people coming in there. Yeah. Uh, more Rick. Rick is amazing. We appreciate everything you did for us on New Year's Eve. Someone give this man a raise. He's the hardest worker there. <laughs> must have been that lady's friend. I don't hear anything about Kayla. Because I wasn't here yet for these ones. Yeah. I'm going to go in there and give you one. <laughs> what, should we, what should we tie? Everybody does good, but Kayla's like the slowest <laughs> worker there. But she, she opens coffee with her mouth. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> no, just that one time I was making these guys coffee and they couldn't even open it. So it was like I opened it. I was strong. How did you open it if I opened it with my mouth? You didn't open it with your mouth. You attempted to. <laughs> remember? No, I remember opening it with my mouth. No, you didn't. No. You weakened it up and then muscle, I opened it. <laughs> muscle man. Muscle man over And then there. I spilled it. Remember you don't remember like I was gonna hand it back to you? And I dropped it and it spilled all over my lap. You was pretty drunk that night. At work? Yeah. <laughs> I was the <laughs> one drunk. <laughs> we was all drunk that night. Me, Jake. It was when me, me Jake, and Harley guy came there. Harley yeah. guy. Here you go. Be here. I got found one for a 17-year-old female looking for a genuine relationship. Hello, I'm a 17-year-old female and I want a genuine relationship. Anyone could DM me. I'm bisexual. We could be friends and then see where it goes. All right, simple and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, man. No? I'm good. I'm going to take a break from relationships for a while. Are you? Yeah, man. What? I'm going to take a break on relationships. What? I'm... Said what? <laughs> what? Yes, it's good. It's yeah. hard to believe. But the bar, can't take a break from that relationship. I'm going to have to go visit her every once in a while. <clears throat> Dance, you know, by myself. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems. When I'm disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly as the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I could accept my disease the disease of addiction and alcoholism, I could not stay clean and sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in my and in my attitudes. I think you meant to say in my mind and in my attitudes. Sounds like he knows something. That sounds like a man you need to speak to. Nah, man, I'm cured. You're cured? Yeah. All I know is my butt is killing. Yeah, we're over two hours. We're oh over two hours, so uh, I need to get some cushions down here. Goodness. Look at your, look at his seat. I know, man. <laughs> I bought this tape. I bought it. So basically, I don't know what happened was I had all of my re recording equipment literally boxed up up there for like a year. And like I wanted to go back to my old podcast, but I didn't have the balls to do it. And I was like, fucking bitching and scared. I don't know. I just like until I came in here trying to take. I just was like. I had all these ideas. I wanted to like start a new show, start this show. I had like five new ideas. But we got our own show. We got the podcast. And, and then Brandon came around and when I started talking to him about it and then I literally just went to the thrift store and I bought this table and this chair for 20 bucks at the thrift store. He said he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to 
make a studio. And we set it up that day. And then he just all of a sudden promoted me to executive <laughs> producer. And he he's like, he looks at me and everything for all this material. And I'm like, okay, man, I'll see what I can do. And here we are, you know, so. Here we are reading stuff I found offline. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> no, I any, la- any last good. words, B? The podcast. <laughs> wow. <Why not? laughs> The podcast is might be getting off the ground here. It's pretty flourishing. Soon. It's flourishing. We got to figure out some things. We got to get off of this, off your relationship, and get into some more topics. I man. feel like I we've mean, fucking overdone it, man. <laughs> <laughs> we need to turn a corner, talk about something else. Got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. But I feel like we we're accomplishing what we set out to do at first with this podcast. Yeah, because it's for us and not for the views, like you said. Yep. And um, we're supposed to grill her about her travels, and here we are. Talking about us. She, somehow she got out of it again. <laughs> She's good at this shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll get her again one day. Good night. All right, good night.